Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of The Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to invite you to join our free Facebook group, The Creative Agency Clique. We live stream weekly trainings on tactics that will help you simplify and scale your agency. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash FP to join. And now for the show. Have you ever had a bad client? I know that I have, and most of you probably have as well. It's that client that you dread getting that email from, the one that takes up all your time. Some of them even treat your team badly. And I mean, this one for me is a non-negotiable. It's actually even in my contracts. I had a client one time that showed up to a meeting over 30 minutes late, and the meeting was for about an hour. And at the end of that meeting, the client was upset that I had to go to the next meeting and demanded that I skip the next meeting with the client that I had a meeting with following to the point that he demanded that I skip that meeting. I asked him if he felt that he was more important than my other clients. And his response was essentially yes. And that's not a relationship that I wanted to foster and continue to have that. But I realized that this was my fault, that I didn't set the right boundaries. And over time with this client, I let him get away with things. And I let him control the relationship in a lot of ways, rather than establishing what those standards were that I even had and holding the client accountable to that and making sure that the client was reminded of what those standards were and the type of relationship that I was going to have and the one that I was wanting as well. And what I wanted to talk with you all about today is how to set up your relationships with clients to be a mutually beneficial relationship and how to change some of those F clients to A clients and recognize that you're worth it and that setting boundaries is an extremely important piece of your agency and how you make sure that you have the right clients that you're working with. So I know that it's been for me quite a, a long journey in establishing those boundaries with clients and making sure that I have the right relationships with them. And it, it wasn't something that I just fixed overnight. It wasn't something that I just flipped a switch and it was better and easier. It wasn't. It was something that took a lot of personal soul searching. It took process. It took some thinking. And it took that relationship building and understanding from the onset of expectation setting, right, during the sales conversation, to client onboarding, to the relationship management, making sure that it is something and that relationship was one that was going to be a good one and mutually beneficial for both my business as well as the client. And I'd like to challenge you to explore this with me today in the relationships that you have right now, how to set boundaries with your clients and how to make that relationship mutually beneficial so that ultimately you have long-lasting clients that you can work with ongoing. And now for me, my average client relationship is in the five-year sort of timeline and it's great because those clients, they use me as an advisor and I respect them. They respect me and they respect my team. And I've been extremely successful working with them and helping grow their agencies. And that relationship has actually proven to allow for me to have 
better relationships with my clients for them to have better results because there is that mutual respect and care for each other. So one of the first things that I think that is extremely important when setting up this type of relationship with a client, and as I talked about, is how do you actually start the relationship? And I, I know, and I've, I've done this as well, that there's so many instances when you're in the sales conversation that you can tend to acquiesce to what the client's looking for rather than actually establishing exactly how you're going to be working with them and making sure that they have an understanding of this is your process. This is how you work with them. They're coming to you for help. They're coming to you because you are the one that has that ability to make their lives better, easier, and ultimately help their business grow. And it's something that you need to establish right from the onset of that relationship to make sure that that is how the relationship will develop over time. The way that you go about doing this is making sure, and one of the easiest ways is actually listing out that process by which you actually work and making sure that you are actually selling that process in the sales conversation of this is how you go about working with your clients so that they know that this is how you generate results. And ultimately, when you do that, it makes them and has them have the understanding that this is actually how they want to work with you because that's how you generate results. So obviously, this is a bit of a process to figure out. And I'm going to give you a couple of things that I want you to think about in order to actually go through establishing what that process is with them. So to start off with, what I would suggest you do is set up some client service standards. And I have my own, and I would suggest that you do the same. And in the client service standards, you're going to want to identify a couple of things. So one of the first ones is you want to establish how exactly do you work with them? What is the communication cadence that you actually talk to them? When do you speak with them? How do you speak with them? How often? What is the relationship like? How does your team treat them? How quickly do you respond to emails? What is the method by which they actually reach out to you for urgent items? Who do they reach out to? Who's that direct relationship on an ongoing basis? How is that relationship maintained? You should have both internal standards and standards with the client as well of how it is that you actually interact with them. And it really is okay. And I know that so many instances, most agencies really feel like this isn't a, a good thing to do and actually set these boundaries because they feel like the client should get what they want. And ultimately you're here to service the client. And, and a lot of that is true, but it doesn't need to be a one-way street. And relationships really shouldn't be thought of that way. In any long-lasting relationship that you've ever had in your life, it wasn't a one-way relationship. It was always two ways. And if you have a one-way relationship, it wasn't a healthy one. And you know that in any relationship you've had in your personal life, that it didn't work that way. And ultimately, it's the same in business. You're human, two humans talking to each other, working together. And you need to be thinking about it the same way that you would any other relationship. And how do you do that? You respect each other and set a way that you actually communicate with each other and how you do that. So you really need to make sure that that relationship is, as I've said, mutually beneficial. And so I want you to start thinking of ways that how do you avoid those bad aspects of clients you've had in the past? What are they? How has that made you feel? What? How does that transpired? And spend some time actually writing down those types of clients that haven't been a great relationship for you. They might have even been damaging to yourself, damaging to your energy, 
damaging to your motivation, damaging to your team culture and team morale. And I think you should be protecting your team and your agency's culture as much as you possibly can, because ultimately your team is the service provider for your clients. And if they're unhappy, then ultimately your clients aren't going to get a great service. And I know for me, anytime I developed a relationship with a client where having them reach out to me was something that I dreaded, it made me and had me start thinking about how do I actually want to go about changing the way that I interact with this person, with this client, to allow for us to have a better relationship, one that was meaningful and one that was mutually beneficial. And you may be thinking at this point that, yeah, that's great. What about for all the existing clients and some of them that are those F clients, the ones that you don't like? And as I described, the ones that, you know, don't respect your time or the ones that you get emails from and you're really not excited when you get that email, not looking forward to replying or not looking forward to reading it. And so what I would say is you should actually spend some time evaluating your clients and actually rate them from A to F, F being your worst clients, the ones that you don't like for both financial reasons as well as relationship reasons and make a determination of where they are. In a lot of instances, it's very difficult to get an F client to be an A client, but in a lot of instances, you can get C and B and even sometimes D clients to being able to be A clients. But I would suggest that you actually spend the time to look at the relationship and see how you can transform that relationship from an F client, D client, C client, and so on into an A client. And the way that you can go about doing this is one, start by reconfirming the scope, what it was that they actually wanted your help with when you initially spoke, when you were initially going about the conversation in sales, what was, what were their goals? What do they want to accomplish? Why did they come to you in the first place? And reconfirm that, make sure that that's still what they wanted. Make sure that they are still heard. Make sure that at that point you reaffirm the boundaries that you should have set from the very beginning if you hadn't and make sure that they're aware of them. Remind them of the way that you work and how you work best with clients and how that allows for you to be able to generate results and make their lives better. So I I know that sometimes it can feel very daunting to go back to relationships that sometimes feel like they've gone too far off the rails and how do I actually make substantial change and make it to be better. And realistically speaking, it's by having a conversation recognizing the things that you have done wrong, the things that you didn't explain well, and admitting that to them, humanizing yourself, making sure that they have that understanding, and just being a human, right? The same way that you would, as I mentioned before, in any human relationship, any of your personal relationships, it's the same, being human first. And if they don't change, then have the conversation about how to actually let that client go. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit today as well and what you should do and how to go about actually letting a client go and determining whether you should or not. So once you've gone through a process and had conversations with a client, establish what your boundaries are, reconfirm that scope, and they have been reminded a couple of times of where they are, I want to go through what you should do and how to even identify it. So typically speaking, you know, clients that are not good clients and I would say are going to be in the F sort of area, F and D area, are clients that, you know, they think that they know it all. They don't listen to your recommendations. They micromanage your projects. 
and they really contradict your expertise and advice and they fight you in every interaction and it causes a massive amount of inefficiency because what ends up happening is they don't take your advice and then it doesn't end up having the result and then they're upset because it didn't actually end up doing what it wanted and ends up costing your agency more money because you have to redo the work or the client potentially isn't you know doesn't have communication standards or doesn't communicate with you well they skip meetings or in the example they show up to them really late they take days if not weeks to respond to emails don't answer your calls they hit you with unexpected changes because they didn't communicate well they didn't respond to an email a while ago with an approval then you continue to move forward and now they're coming back with all of their edits and it's going to take you a lot more time to go through it and it drags out that process and it makes it harder you can't plan your resources you can't manage the project you can't hit their objectives and it makes the entire relationship go off the rails right how you need to make sure that you are exploring those types of clients and see what's going on and ultimately they just are taking up way too much time the clients can sometimes over communicate and communicate negatively and berate your team they can be quite mean and i mean i've had experiences with clients that were talking to their clients and are treated quite frankly very badly and the the interesting thing is is in in another example with a client their entire relationship with pretty much every single one of their clients was actually quite bad and they were not respected they were not treated very well they were berated in most communications and they were actually quite good at what they did but there was some aspect of the way that the team felt and it was a culture within the agent that made them believe that the client is always right and they didn't actually elevate themselves to being the advisor to telling the client what was right to telling the client what they should be doing and reminding them that you're here and that they brought you on because you are the expert in that area and they need you there i mean obviously you're there and you want the revenue you want that business but it also should be something that you're doing to make sure that they are going to accomplish what they're there to accomplish as well and remind them of that and as we spent time with this particular client we established the values we made sure that the team was elevated to understand that they should be communicating what they should be to clients and actually challenging clients in conversations making sure that they're being strategy focused for them goal oriented even just one thing that was a quick change but made quite a significant difference was actually starting almost every meeting with where the client actually was looking to accomplish and for that project and what the goal was for that and starting the conversations in their check-in meetings with those goals outlined how far they are to those goals and reminding the client of why they were there in the first place why they still why they were engaged with the agency and it changed the dynamic quite a bit and a lot of it had to do with as i mentioned cultural mind shift and cultural changes internally at the agency to believe that they were worth it and there was this i would say it was probably a bit of a a spiral and i wasn't there as this aspect of the culture developed but i would i would imagine that it spiraled right that first a client would maybe berate one of the one of the team members and then the agency would respond very apologetically or telling the client that they were right and then the team member then felt less likely to challenge the client in the future and it just continued to happen over and over again and it became this ingrained piece of their agency and it caused lots of problems 
And for the owner here, the owner was and had to be the primary relationship with the client because that was the only person that was respected. The rest of the team wasn't. And for a team of 25 members, 25 team members, that was a lot of people for the owner to be the primary client communication. And that's because of that cultural just misstep in how the business was actually formed. And the other thing that I would say is just explore, you know, do you enjoy them as people? Are they fun to be around? Do you like the work? Do you really just dislike working with them? If that's the case, then I would say that that's a pretty good telltale sign that it's probably not a good relationship for you to be working with anymore. And I, I don't know that I would say that I am the biggest fan of firing clients, not saying that I haven't done it, I definitely have, but just making sure that you're doing it and then recognizing the piece of the relationship that you're responsible for. Because I do ultimately believe that any of one of those scenarios where a relationship goes off the rails, that it is my fault, that it was the way that I set it up, or should I should have been looking at client selection better at the start. And I mean, so many times I've learned in my life, you know, and not just with client selection, but where you get that gut feeling that it wasn't the way to go and you end up doing it anyways because of whatever immediate goal you're looking for and being rather short-sighted as we can be as, you know, a human, I regretted it. And you may be in that situation with some clients right now. And how do you get yourself out of it now? And maybe adjusting the relationship or replacing it to the point that I've actually had clients create lists of A to F of which ones they wanted to let go of and that they were not going to be able to get to where they wanted to be and would replace the revenue. Once they replaced it two and a half times, they would let go of the person at the bottom of the list, both celebrating the win of the new revenue and celebrating the client that they were going to let go of. And so let's talk for a moment about how to actually go about letting a client go the right way. First thing is make sure that you're not creating risk for yourself and make sure the client and the contract is fulfilled that you've actually done everything that you need to do contractually for the client, making sure that you've looked through what it was that you were contractually obligated to do, that termination notice, and what exactly you should actually be doing. And so that's the first thing that I want to make sure that you're doing to make sure that you're not creating additional risk for yourself. The next thing that I would say here as well is that you should make sure to be nice in every interaction, even with the clients that you don't like because ultimately they are a human to you. And there's a, a quote that I actually was made aware of actually fairly recently that I really enjoy. And it was saying something along the lines of, every human is fighting a silent battle that you know nothing about. So be nice, always. And I do fundamentally really believe this, and that you should be nice with every interaction that you have with someone. You don't know where they are, you don't know what's going on with them personally, and don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't blame them for the situation that's happened, even though sometimes you may be upset. You know, just make sure that you are telling them that you want to make sure that they are being best served and let them know that, and ideally speaking, actually giving them another service provider that can provide them with the work that they're looking for, or even tell them that you would help them make sure that they would find that right person and ultimately provide them with a plan to make sure that they are actually able to make that transition and that it's something that they're not going to actually be in a bad place because of you ending the relationship. And it is, ultimately speaking, a really small world. And I keep being reminded of that on an ongoing basis. And 
you do know that need to remember that people do talk and the people that you pissed off are so many more times likely to speak about your agency than the ones that you made happy. So do make sure that you are providing them with a plan, that you're not going to put them in a bad place, and that you're thinking about them and still wanting them to be successful. And I would hope that you would think that way anyways, and I know that I do, but making sure that you are being as human and empathetic and cautious for them as much as you are being for your own agency. I'd like to just end today's episode just reminding you of this is your agency and you should be choosing the way that you want it to be. And it should be something that provides you with joy, with happiness, a source of motivation, a source of energy. And if it's not because of the clients that you've chosen to work with, then how did you change that? What did you do that created that life that way? What do you need to change so that it can be better? And choose yourself. Choose a better life. Choose a better agency. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000. Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5,000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Oh,